0: broadcasting live from the business radio x studios in atlanta georgia it's time for atlanta business radio spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them
1: lee Cantor here another episode of atdc radio and this is going to be a lot of fun i got some old friends some new friends and some people we haven't met yet first up on the show i got jeff schmidt with Automate. welcome
0: jeff uh, thank you very much for having us here today.
1: Now, uh, we met you a while ago, I guess, in one of the showcase ATDC showcases from back in the day, and uh, I would imagine a lot has changed
0: since then. A lot has changed. So tell us about Automate. How are you serving folks? So uh, Automate is a uh, platform leveraging mobile device and uh, a back-end application. And so what we're doing is we're replacing passwords with the mobile device. So pat- no more passwords. No more passwords. And then instead what what happens? User will use their mobile device so they'll they'll do a series of either a gesture or a biometric and then when they want to get into their Amazon page or maybe it's their bank account, the mobile device will perform a multi-layered authentication approach for them. So think about it as maybe taking security all the things we used to ask you to think about, password token? Who is your best friend in high school? Right. And we allow the mobile device to do all the hard questions for you. So we take it out of the user's hands and make it almost autonomous for them. Because
1: the bottom line is uh, you want to know that I'm me, right? Correct. And that I'm where I say I am and I'm, I have access to this information.
0: Exactly. So in the virtual world, Anybody can be anybody. I think there's a country song about that, right? Right. And so what we're trying to do is tie physical you to virtual you and give an identity assurance. So one of the beauties about what we're doing today is by doing that, we take advantage of security controls that a company already has in place. And what we're doing is allowing you to actually use them with your end customers, your end users in your enterprise
1: now. So who is a customer of yours typically?
0: So, anybody who has a end customer, so financial institutions, healthcare, that are looking for ways to up the security controls of access um, without complicating the user's life,
1: because there, I'm sure there's a frustration from a user standpoint. Of I got to remember the password. They want me to change the password. They want me to remember, you know, what street address I lived on when I was 14. You know,
0: it, it gets crazy, right? Yeah, it's kind of like let's make a deal, right? Um, So one of the things that's really important here as you're doing this is when you think about uh, access and and how you're doing it um, is layered authentication is a way to protect the user from themselves. And at the same time as what you just mentioned is I give everybody the same hurdle to have to go through when you talk about security. So security's purpose is to keep people out, not allow people in, right?
1: Keep the bad guys out. Right.
0: Right. And so everybody gets the same hurdles to go through. What we're trying to say is like, hey, the right person and being able to identify who you are quickly and accurately, you can then actually lift the security controls considerably as long as you're not frustrating the user. In fact, there's some interesting stats around that.
1: Yeah, uh, so why don't you share it? Like, because the customer, does it, are they get frustrated to the point where they don't even use or they'll quit? whatever that if it's too hard or too frustrating
0: absolutely so google has less than 10 percent buy-in to two-factor authentication even though an email account is the easiest way way to have a account take over 92 percent abandonment rate of a shopping cart if a user can't remember their password Um, you get locked out of an account like you mentioned and you have to call your financial institution that's about 70 dollars per lockout every time somebody makes that call upwards of 60% of a help desk time of an organization doing nothing but unlocking accounts for frustrated users. So it's a huge problem, it's unsolved, and it requires something that users will actually use. So now,
1: how did you come about solving this? Like, what was your background?
0: So my background is in security. I have uh, 25 plus years building security controls and systems. Uh, My approach has always been security is about risk. And what you're willing to give away and what you want to really protect. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if I are tired of calling up people and having to go through you know, the 20 questions you have to play. Um, so, there's no reason that we can't allow a, a vehicle like your mobile device to be a little smarter than you and take care of the pain. To,
1: to do some of the heavy
0: lifting. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: So now, um, when you're going, I would imagine you're going to these financial institutions, these healthcare companies, is this something where they're saying, where you've been all my life or this, do they not believe that you're going to be able to deliver on this promise?
0: So there's a little bit of, uh, you know, we've been waiting for this, so show me that this is actually real. Right. Um, one of the cool things is we can actually implement a proof of concept in less than 30 days with an organization. We can demo with their website without them doing anything. So... In a very quick fashion in less than 30 minutes we can show them what's possible in less than 30 days we can show it directly integrated with their product set
1: and then can they then they can compare last month's you know i guess results with what it looks like in this new world order
0: typically they would roll out to a small group of people but they can go through and get the response mm-hmm. um the response we've gotten back so far we actually won the future of finance challenge with ubs in uh, end of last year and so that was a huge win for us, but theirs was simply on user experience and the frustration they had themselves with the security controls in their environment. So let alone their wealth management customers that have big issues.
1: So now, what are some of the, the ROI you show them? In what areas?
0: So specifically, if you just take $70 per per password reset.
1: So you show, look, last month you
0: reset 100 passwords, you implemented
1: our thing, we did 10.
0: Correct. So we've had, we've had institutions tell us that they're spending somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 million dollars per year to maintain a help desk to do nothing more than unlock accounts and reset tokens it just
1: boggles the mind doesn't it in today's day
0: and age so let me let me boggle it a little bit more as microsoft said they were spending in one of the articles i read online two million dollars a month uh maintaining passwords and password lockouts in their own environment this is this is one of the creators of of the programs we are using on our desktops throughout <laughs> right. the enterprise right um so the nice part, too, is that this actually expands beyond just accessing an account. So this could be how you get a, you know, cash from an ATM machine. It could be how you pay for something on the Internet. I have over 360 accounts I have created that I actually manage. That's crazy. But everywhere I buy something, somebody wants me to create an account. In fact, I right. just bought a drink from one of the ATDC startups, another account added to my list. Right. But what if I could just go to the account and my, my phone had my credit card? I could just scan a QR code on the way out. My bank did the process for me and i didn't have to worry about it it's a completely different way of thinking about you know your phone is your identity
1: mm-hmm. so now um our company so there are they saying okay i'm in or they they need you to test this like the, what, what stage are you at right now so
0: we just surpassed twelve thousand users on our platform today uh one of the largest cities in the united states has implemented ours as a way to confirm vital records And so, we are actually providing a biometric fingerprint of every every vital record coming out of the agency moving forward. Um, We have a significantly large European uh, energy company that's using us for management of their passwords and password management for their critical systems. So we, um, and then we've also partnered with companies like RSA, one of the largest security companies in the world, and uh, Palo Alto Networks where we have some solution briefs with them as well.
1: Now is this something where I'm not going to have a password, or I now have one password, or I have one method of accessing this?
0: So there's there's this this conversation in the in the world we live in today as a passwordless environment, which is impossible. You have to have a pass something. Um, two is we actually have systems out there that are legacy applications. They're ran on running on COBOL if people can can recall the days of COBOL. So and mostly healthcare and finance. So what we're doing is we're actually giving the user a passwordless experience, so it allows the bridge to getting there, but you don't have to make all these massive changes in the back end. That's what allows us to move very quickly. So mobile device is your one password, and then it actually will handle whatever else needs to be on the back end. Today's issues that are with passwords to tomorrow's issues of, we'll call it a a different framework for what a password really is. So now,
1: is it something that if I lose my phone, now I'm, then somebody's got, is me?
0: Absolutely, no. (laughs) So we have some really bright guys that came out of Bell Labs that developed this for us. Um, There's a a very simple but effective way to recover your your information. Um, You scan a QR code, you give some criteria, and your new device will become active. Your old device becomes inactive. When that old device goes into an inactive mode, we also have a self-destruct mode, so they think, think kind of mission impossible. So
1: it like a little puff of smoke comes out. <laughs> it
0: comes, comes directly <laughs> out of So the nice part is we don't destroy what's on the phone, pictures and other things, but we do make sure that our database um, is removed and, and goes into a kind of a shred mode, if you will.
1: Mm-hmm. So now, um, how'd you come about the ATDC? Like, what was your history here?
0: We met, uh, so I I moved to Atlanta uh, in 2005. Uh, I was running a a company, working for British Telecom at the time, so going all over the place. Uh, I was fortunate enough to meet some really cool people here and uh, embraced by ATDC. And we've been here now for three years. And so uh, they've been helping us with messaging, uh, helped us with the platform and some pivots that we needed to make, and uh, also helping us with introduction to a significant number of companies that we've generated some interest from. And then continue to pursue those with those organizations.
1: So now, when you were choosing which um, kind of uh, what do you call it, An incubator accelerator, accelerator right. to partner with, did you vet several and then landed at ATDC? What was
0: so yeah, the process we there? yeah we vetted a number of them. Um, we think that uh, the ecosystem here and the people that are wrapped around it, as well as the I'll call it kind of the the enterprise ecosystem that supports this, uh, made a lot of sense. The fact that they were focused when we first originally mostly on fintech mm-hmm. uh, made a lot of sense for us. Now we've also entered into some 13-week programs and other places that that do what I'll call is kind of the the full-on Tinder for for startups. Right. Um, but having ATDC and that credential sitting with your organization and being able to, to latch into uh, entrepreneurs that are formerly here, it's a lot of credibility on an ongoing basis. You get a lot of support.
1: So now, um, when these banks are having these issues um, of dealing with the the password, forgetting the password, and they come about your, your I guess you call it Strong Pass, is that what you call strong it? Strong Pass, yes. Strong Pass solution, um, and then they start implementing it, are the customers, are, are you getting feedback from the actual customers that are like, hey, this is something that we've been waiting for?
0: So the yeah the experience that we heard and so one this can be we have a, a consumer version that people use today and so the response we get from that which is it's really not something we pedal and push out there but it's for people who want to get the experience in a very easy way to to get them going but
1: so an individual there is a version
0: of this correct. for an
1: individual that is is like those kind of password manager
0: Cor- correct things. yeah correct so we so in that in that model and we're not looking to compete against a Dashlane or a LastPass it's really not our marketplace right um. But when you talk about that in-consumer and the feedback we are getting, um, and so you think b 2 b to C, we're not selling directly to the bank customer, but the bank's giving this to their customer. Right. Um,
1: and is it something that my bank gives it to me, and now I have it, so now I have – does that open the doors to other things so
0: that I do have one password? It, correct. So what happens is they consume our our little piece of application into their mobile app, so mm-hmm. this might be – SunTrust mobile app, right, and then from that point forward, that SunTrust mobile app becomes the one medium for me to access whatever I want in my digital life, including my banking, um, including maybe an ATM transaction, maybe how I buy something, maybe how I identify myself to the call center when I'm calling in, so I'm not trying to text my wife of like, hey, what's our mortgage? I don't know what it was, right? right. Who's it with? And so, uh, so it becomes kind of that 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 medium. One of the coolest things that I thought, and I've worked with physicians in a in a number of jobs in my life. Uh, rolling out technology, is what we did in one of the cities, the physicians actually clapped on the phone when they saw the demo and they started to use the product set. Wow. Um, so I take that as a as as, as a huge accolade for the team. Um, you know, all I get to do is I get to wave high and shake a lot of hands, <laughs> but the guys doing all the hard work behind the scenes have worked amazingly hard to make this user experience phenomenal.
1: So now, um, are there anything in the pipeline partnership-wise, like where you're at?
0: Yeah, there is. So, um, we have uh, solutions briefs where we've actually integrated with companies like RSA. So if you're a financial institution, healthcare institution, and you're using RSA tokens, um, we are a RSA-ready company. Um, I'm proud to say that because there's only a handful of companies that have access level, very short list. And then Palo Alto Networks, a lot of companies have uh, individuals remote accessing into their corporate environment, a VPN. Mm -hmm. And so we actually have a solution brief for them as well, which allows you to use our product um, as a way to issue multi-factor authentication for virtual networks.
1: So now when you were starting this out, what was the kind of the the hint that you were on the right track?
0: I'm not sure we ever got one of those. Uh-huh. So a couple of sledgehammers along uh-huh. the way. Uh, Jackie Chu, who's here, I think has, has, has probably, uh, probably hit me the most over the <laughs> head. Um, I think the response over the last year where we recognized that platform was more important than a product. So we're kind of the Swiss army knife of making your security work. And so that really became kind of the pivotal piece of not arguing about what technology you have and not going against what I'll call are the core security companies, but taking a step back and approaching this differently as we can actually help your security go to market. And that came from the customers it came from the chief digital officers that were trying to really bridge that gap.
1: And which is one of the core um, teachings of ATDC, right, about the customer discovery and listening to them and let them kind of tell you what they need Absolutely. rather than you just tell them what they need.
0: Yeah, look, as a security guy, I'd like you to take all of your digital assets <laughs> and dig a big hole and pour cement over the top of it put a fence around it and a couple right. of dogs on the inside, and it's secure. <laughs> the realistic piece is, is that in the way of, of your digital roadmap is security. Mm-hmm. And we've got to bounce out this, you know, you know, 300 million records have been exposed, your emails and your passwords are sitting on the dark net. So why not come up with a way to just make it easier? Don't let's not, let's not hit nerve. There is nirvana in the future, but let's fix today. And and this is really, I think had the traction pieces. Automate helps you fix your problem today, fast, and in a way that can be done. And elegantly. Cheaper. Elegantly and, and at a, at a price that, that you're not breaking the bank, you're actually bringing money back in. You can deploy resources differently. Certainly, you know, organizations are going to go, oh, I don't need a help desk anymore. But I'd rather my help desk was actually helping me generate money right, instead than, than dealing with frustrated, frustrated customers.
1: Now, what about where does blockchain fit into this?
0: Uh, we, get ask, we get asked mm-hmm. about blockchain. So security in general, um, you know and I'm gonna take a little page out of McKinsey, is it's hard to find an issue or, or a way to say blockchain fits in identity um, it does but it's a it's a it's a immutable record of an event so for us is if we wanted to put a log file on a blockchain or whatever else to create a, a chain of custody um, maybe but we're actually staying away from the technology at this point in time. We feel that we can bridge the gap with what we have with standard security protocols mm-hmm. that are approved and certified by banks, and and move it forward. We do have the ability if something you know comes out where it makes sense, uh, maybe in a two key system or something that somebody wants to implement. We've done some uh, we've done some pilots um, to look at where that fits, and we do have a reference architecture if somebody wants to explore that with us.
1: So now um, what do you got going forward looking forward what do you, you know 2019 is just kicking off?
0: So we did some pretty cool things that uh, actually over the last 30 days. So we have uh, an offline mode, um, which is very unique. Mm-hmm. So mobile device can be offline. Um, the computer can be offline or both can be offline. And uh, so you think executive on a plane needs to get all into right. their computer. So, all right, so this works on unlocking your computer. It works on, on getting into a website. it gets into legacy applications. So this, this, this capability to be able to do it offline is a massive change and solves a huge problem in the industry as well, and it's safe and secure. Um, we have some uh, other things with linking of accounts and phishing uh, to prevent the, uh, the phishing of accounts. And then we're gonna expand the, uh, the digital signature as well um, for companies. So if you think about it, is it's your DocuSign document. You click a link in an email and you say, I approve this. Who, who clicked it? Who was on the computer at that point in time? How do I know it was you? For us is we can actually present that in a fashion that doesn't get you fished. So it to be a QR code, maybe in an email, scan it. Facial recognition. I now have a digital footprint directly related to the person who signed it and right. where they signed it. So that, what we'll continue to push on those as we move forward. And we've got some pretty key customers that we're looking at about two hundred thousand uh, added users over the next twelve months.
1: Wow! So that'll be a dramatic change.
0: Huge change, yeah.
1: So now, if somebody wanted to learn more and have more substantive conversation, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
0: So they can uh, contact me at jeff.schmidt uh, at authomate.com. So J-E-F-F dot S-C-H-M as in Mary, I-D as in David, T as in Tom, and automate is A-U-T-H-O-M-A-T-E dot com. Or they can just go to www.automate.com and uh, click for uh, added information or demo or contact us now. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you guys very much for having us today. I really appreciate
1: it. All right. Hang with us. Got a couple more guests. Next up on ATDC Radio, I got Piyush soggy, soggy. I said it wrong. Both both names Are no, you right? very close. Very thank close, you. though. Okay. And you're with Parmonic. That's right. I said that right. Yes. Right. Let's give me some props for that. So tell us about Parmonic.
2: How are you serving folks? So our... Main focus is uh, life's too short for long videos. Long videos. That's right. That's the problem you're solving. And uh, you know, we're living in an age where all of us, irrespective of what we do in our lives, everybody's busy, everyone's distracted, no one has time. And that's the problem we set out to solve for marketers from a video content marketing perspective. And uh, I, you know, just to kind of give you some context, there's lots and lots of informational video in this world so we're Mm -hmm. focused on that we're not focused on entertainment video people want to spend my cat jumping up and down you're you're not you're not shortening those videos that's Mm -hmm. right and our observation was Mm -hmm. that uh, you know we are all irrational people right and uh, we want to binge watch netflix shows but we don't have time to watch informational stuff Mm -hmm. but businesses run on disseminating information. information right and so that's the problem we we are addressing with our technology so now what to you is a long video uh, so it could be 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes. Typically what we've seen is most businesses produce long-form video that's about 45 to 60 minutes long, and then they expect you to actually watch it.
1: And then um, what amount of time do you recommend
2: a video being? So I'll give you two answers to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, simple answer is it needs to be short. Uh, but uh, based on some of the work we've done, based on some results we are seeing with our with our product, uh, our main recommendation is when a person is interested in your message, in that moment offer them something valuable and let that person decide, do they have a minute, do they have five minutes, do they have seven minutes. Typically we've seen people don't have more than ten. Ten is the max. Before they tune you out, yes. So now, um,
1: I'm, I'm not understanding. So I'm, I'm producing videos right now that are 45 minutes, 60 minutes. And I think that that's smart. And I got a lot of information. And they have my belief. This is my belief that the person has to listen to watch this whole thing in order for them to really, really understand. Right. And your premise is no, that's not true. They need a minute, three minutes, five minutes, seven minutes,
2: ten minutes. So our premise really is that because people are distracted and busy, so instead of asking for an hour of someone's time. Offer them something that is in the, available in the moment in short form format that they can quickly consume and then let them decide if they, if they want to engage more. further. Yes. And so are you saying take my 60 minutes
1: and then just kind of chunk it up? In- yes.
2: Do that intelligently. So, yes.
1: So yours, yours is software? Yes. Is that what you
2: have? That's right. So
1: you can take
2: my 60 minute video mm. and you're Magic software is going to chunk it up for me? That's right. So we use this uh, concept called key moments. That uh, you know, typically whether it's a presentation, a webinar, a talk, whatever it is, there's usually a few key moments that are right. worth the good sharing. stuff. The good stuff. That's right. right. It's like you know we use the phrase "cut to the chase." Well, right. this is the chase. Yes, <laughs> and uh, so that's what our engine does. That it, uh, it identifies a handful of key moments worth sharing. worth How, how could it possibly know that? It's, it's uh, that smart? So it is. It is smart. It is getting smarter. It's a non-trivial problem to solve, which is why we are in it. Right.
1: So, but so now it's some sort of an algorithm or some formula that says, "Oh, this is the good stuff. This is the important thing here." Like, how does it ascertain that this is a nugget worth kind of spotlighting?
2: So, in its simplest form, what we do is uh, what the engine is doing is it's uh, you know it's analyzing all the contents of the video so especially for knowledge videos there's usually people speaking there's some slides there's some visuals so there's a few different modalities hidden in videos and so our engine analyzes those and then the goal is to make sense out of that 45 50 minutes of you or a presenter speaking what were the coherent subtopics, if you will, that you talked about? And then there's some intelligence scoring that happens to ascertain as to of these, let's say, ten subtopics, these five likely have a higher probability of being consumed because of certain signals embedded in them.
1: So then I, so I, I, um, upload my hour video. Your software goes through it and analyzes it and it pulls out six segments
2: key moments the key right. moments yes and
1: then i at that point can watch those key moments it's editing and chunking them into a little mini video that's right and then now i can say okay that's truly a key moment or nah, that's not that's like mid-sentence or something weird there so i don't want that one and then i end up with four and then i can say okay i'm going to show you the first one and then if you want to watch more or answer a question, or you do some behavior or action and then then it unlocks the other ones?
2: So we've built some because our primary audience is B2B marketing organizations, B2B marketers. So we've built both this uh, video intelligence engine as well as a publication engine where marketers can configure certain things so that way they can decide, well, how many key moments do I want to offer to people without, say, gating them, without collecting an email address, things like that. So we've built some of those capabilities on the publication engine side of the product.
1: now, could you take like you take this um, inter these three interviews that we're gonna do today could it I can put that into this machine or only works for video it does it work for audio because I would
2: think it's similar so we do get a lot of requests mm-hmm. around hey we have audio only content right. can we do this for that as well so it, it does work because one of the main modalities Is we the words that's right, right. Mm-hmm and uh, so it does work for that we've just chosen to focus more Not on video. video content but theoretically
1: it could go through here and it would take your segment your segment will probably be 10 15 minutes and it'll know the smart stuff you say if
2: you were to clip that out that's right and so you know we there's different models for q a type uh, sessions so this is more of A Q&A type right. session versus let's say uh, if jeff was presenting a webinar for his product that's right. that usually has a separate structure to it so we have two different models both for q and a type sessions as well as one for more information centric content that's being delivered but in this
1: q and a it, it would chunk out the q, like my question to you and your answer that's right and it would say okay this one was this is where you did the best job mm-hmm. and this one right and it would like give you several to choose from and then you could just pull them out it's ready to go it's already edited that's and right
2: and then over time so you know based on let's say in this 20 minute segment that you and I have going on right now maybe we'll discuss 15 or so questions and right. so uh, the engine will leave some things aside, it will publish some things, and then based on audience engagement over time, it actually understands, oh, people were really interested in that moment, so it can intelligently, over time, start recommending just those moments that people like you consumed.
1: Okay, so it, then it can take the the downloads or how people consume it, right? and then it'll learn that That's people right. like this more than that. Right. So now... Um,
2: that's amazing that you're able, it's, it's out in the wild now, or what stage are you at? Uh, that's right. So we have uh, clients that we are, all, that are already using the product. As mm-hmm. I mentioned, our primary focus is on B2B, B2B. organizations, so marketers at B2B organizations. We so, have several of them using the product. So already. are
1: agencies using it on behalf of their clients, or
2: you're dealing with the end client? So we've been focused just on end clients directly. Uh, People you know, who create a lot of video content. That's right. So brands themselves. Right. And then um, do you have investors or, or self-funded? Where are you at from that regard? Yes, we do have investors. Uh, some investors from Atlanta, Florida, Sweden, West Coast. So we've done uh, an angel round. And uh, so that's that's what uh, has helped us make progress.
1: Now, wh- why did you choose ATDC? Did you go to school here, or Uh, what's your background?
2: I did go to Georgia Tech many years ago. Uh, I graduated in 2005, and then spent uh, about a decade at Microsoft. And then I left to join Flashpoint, which is the incubator across the street, also part of Georgia Tech. Right. And uh, after we left Flashpoint, which was a four-month program, we uh, we made some friends here at ATDC who invited us to kind of find a new home here to. To continue our work and uh, launch the company.
1: Now, what's the biggest benefit to you by being affiliated at ATDC? I think the the
2: there's there's been two the uh, the one uh, that. Uh, personally I enjoy is just the location of being here in Midtown. Right, that's very convenient, right. <laughs> and uh, you know, just uh, the community here, we've made so many friends here and it's uh, we we just didn't want to be like lonely two guys in a garage <laughs> and uh, so that's that's helped a lot I think from a talent perspective it's actually been a big boost for us being here at uh, ATDC both to recruit potential employees, work with the, so we work with some departments here, some faculty on the research side and uh-huh. that just wouldn't have been possible if we were not here at the ATDC. Right. So now um, this so this is kind of artificial intelligence
1: meets video very right? much so yes. And uh, is this uncharted water? Are you the uh, is there a lot of people playing in this space right now or is this kind of you guys
2: So interestingly, lots of uh, good work going on in the uh, entertainment video space. Right. And uh, so, you know, if you have a skiing video, there's tools out there or companies out there. So like in a
1: B2C. So if I did do a silly, funny, whatever, you can pull out kind of the highlight reel that I can throw on YouTube
2: just to get a taste of it? So there are other companies doing that, and Uh we don't focus on that. So there are companies focused on motion detection. That's what it's called. So that's basically the field of, you know, you have your... Uh, Walking with the dog video and uh, the dog is sniffing something so they can try and detect some of those things. So we've chosen to focus on informational videos. We feel that's a bigger market. Uh, That also ties very well with my and my co-founder's background. So. Now your background is in kind of the print media, though, right? Uh, that's true. That's right. And uh, I grew up in the the printing industry. My dad had a print uh, printing inks company, so we would uh, so make he himself hates himself video, print. right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you know we all know what has happened to that industry. <laughs> exactly. And so it's funny I've kind of ended up uh, again in the media industry. Uh, the format is video as opposed to newspapers, which right. is who we used to cater when when I was in school. So now, um, how does it work? Like if somebody's
1: interested in your service, is there a way to kind of test it before kind of going all in, or they got to... So how, are you software-as-a-service, like what? How, what's your... Yes, yeah, so we of-
2: we are a, a SaaS model, and all of our clients probably did an initial trial with us. So we do offer trials, and that way a company can really get the value, understand mm-hmm. what value they'll get from the product, will it work for them. That means we found some companies who are not a fit for our product because they had kind of very different expectations. And so we offer that, and then once uh, the trial, which is very, very quick and lightweight, they can then make a quick decision around, is this going to fit with what our audience strategy is or not, that really is the big question.
1: And then, so if it does fit, then they are kind of using your platform to disseminate the videos? Or does the videos still work on any platform?
2: So we stream the videos as well, the key moments that are once identified from our engine. So we take care of the CDN, the streaming, all of that in the back end. What about distribution through other video channels? So that marketers uh, use their existing channels. We actually play well with other channels, other products that most companies already have, marketing automation systems. We integrate with them So now.
1: Well. I I, go, I use your platform, the Parmonic platform, I put my videos on that platform, and
2: I can still distribute them through YouTube? Uh, you Yes, you can even distribute it through YouTube. You would distribute it through your own landing pages, your blog posts, your social media, your email campaign tools, whichever other channels you already own, you would continue using those. But it would still be through the parmonic cdn system so we offer the streaming service via the parmonic cdn uh, and then there is a but capability i can download, to download that
1: thing and then that can live anywhere at that that's point, right, right you
2: uh, some of our clients they literally are able to download the mp4 versions of the key moments so they can on then their own them, website right? or share it on an email or whatever right post it on linkedin or right. whatever so now uh what do you need more of right now uh that's a. There's a long list, <laughs> that's why I'm pausing, uh, but overall I think uh, uh, you know, if any of the listeners are in that environment, we're always, uh, we're a startup, so we're always looking for more clients. More too. clients. More clients, more feedback uh, in terms of uh, how we are messaging the product, how we are going to market. I, I always welcome that. It's, uh, it's easy to think to yourself that oh, you we, figured we it have out. it figured out, <laughs> oh, and, right. and I know it's, uh, it's not true. <laughs> So now, um, what is the
1: pain this, this potential client is having where you guys are the solution?
2: So the pain is you want to reach out to your audience. You want your audience engagement. Your audience is distracted and doesn't have time. What do you do in that case, knowing that people do respond to video way more than text based content, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's this other reality of life that people don't sit and watch 55 minute long webinars.
1: right? So then if you have if you are having creating a lot of long form content that maybe you want to test some shorter form content
2: this can help them do that in a pretty simple set it and forget it way right that's right one other thing I'll quickly mention is that uh, this is something very counterintuitive we've also learned along the way that it's easy to say that oh just create short form content people love short form right. content but uh, creating short-form content actually takes more time and energy than creating long-form content. And uh, so that's really why we are doing what we are doing. Right. So you believe
1: that the content engine should be long-form, but you just got to grab the right chunks out of it in order to um, kind of engage your customer.
2: That's right, because you know, think of it like if somebody asks you, just like compress your message in two minutes and just give me that. That's very hard for us human beings to do right. it that way. We have a stream of thought in our head that we need to convey, which can only be conveyed usually in long form. But that may not be what uh, your audience wants to consume in the first pass.
1: Right. But maybe over time, they'll listen to the hour. But it might be over 10 sessions. That's right. So if somebody wanted to learn more, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Parmonic.com. And then they can do a, you can do a trial or there's a way to engage at some point.
2: That's right. right. So parmonic.com, and then uh, we'll, we'll happily speak with uh, anybody who's interested and, and kind of just walk them through, make, uh, help them see if it is a good fit for them or not. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you for having me. Hang with us.
1: We've got one more guest. Next up on ATDC Radio... Got a good friend with Beloved, Mr. Ugo. I'm not trying your last name because I've already failed one time in that. So you can tell us your last name, Ugo.
3: It's Ugo Esamuzier.
1: There you go. Just like I would imagine it to be. So tell us about Beloved.
3: (laughs) Uh, beloved is a, a date night concierge service
1: date night concierge yes so you decided to go after the dating crowd well, instead of the
3: singles well <laughs> the way that we like to describe it is that we are going after the date night uh, problem couples and exactly exactly and so if you are married if you are in a serious relationship Um, you'll notice that after a while, you know, for, for a lot of people, their date night starts to look look the same. Exactly. Exactly. Um,
1: (laughs) or if it may not exist at all,
3: (laughs) (laughs) exactly. And so, um, you know, that's, that's the problem that we're going after is that, you know, we really want to empower couples to take control of their romantic lives, not really let it kind of float to the background, um, and not really be frustrated. By the fact that it takes a long time um, to plan consistent um, great date nights because you have to do a lot of the research and the reservations and the logistics and all that. And, you know, you know, people are busy. You know, just like uh, just like the gentleman before <laughs> me was was talking about. You know, people are very busy, and so, uh, you know, with the with the technology that we have these days, there's no reason why people should be jumping around Google and Yelp and Open Table to try and have uh, a great date night. You can come on Blob it and do all that. At the so, of a button.
1: and what's happening on Blob it or Beloved? You mm-hmm. y- you call it different things, Casper. Yeah, you can uh-huh. you can go uh-huh. with uh-huh. Beloved. Okay. Yeah, I like Blob it. That's my because I love it, <laughs> so I Blob it. Um, but so on Blobitt, what happens mm-hmm. is it's a membership, right? I'm yes. joining. It's a subscription. Subscription. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm joining this community. Yes. And you're getting to know me and my partner and helping us. You're curating kind of best evenings out
3: yes in my area absolutely so what we do is when you come on the platform we ask you for your preferences right, right? so
1: and it's a it's a thorough you're you're asking me a lot of questions
3: uh, we we are asking you a few know. questions you know just because one thing that we do that's very very unique and very different is that we actually build a curated menu for you mm-hmm. so that um you actually get to pick the food that you eat at the restaurants before you step in, into the restaurants Uh, what's interesting about that is that um, when you walk into a restaurant on the night of your date a restaurant you've never been to before for example uh, we have what we call our our no menu no bill experience so you never see a menu and you never see a bill you basically walk in and your table is ready Um, the restaurant knows you're coming the servers know you're coming they know who you are they know your preferences the managers expecting you the kitchens expecting you so you just walk into a restaurant you sit down your reservations already taken care of all you have to do is tell them your name. You get walked to your table, um, and your server comes on and says, "You know, um, hey, you know, welcome. Uh, we have everything ready for you. Here's what you're having tonight. Um, and if you want to make any substitutions, you can do that as well." Uh, and so, after getting a rundown of what you're going to have that evening, um, you know, your drinks uh, come minutes later, so you don't have to wait around. Um, and then afterwards, your food comes, and again, your server is spending more time. Um, building a, exactly right. building a instead relationship of, with you instead right. of exactly trying to upsell you things and you know coming back every five minutes and saying you know hey are you ready to order all that's gone all that we kind of see it as peeling off the the transactional layers of getting to of the their, relationship ex- exactly
1: so now when you're doing this but part of the in order to curate properly you have to know a little bit about me like if if I'm looking for um, kind of an intimate romantic. And then you're sending me to medieval times, Mm. we got a problem, right? (laughs) You know, so you got to kind of get to know (laughs) what I like and what I. And that's part of. This process, right?
3: It is, yeah. So um, we do, um, you know, when you first sign up, you fill out your preferences and you tell us, you know, what kind of things that you like doing, right? Um, So not only do you give us like that static picture of who you are, but you can also tell us date by date what kind of experience that you want. Mm -hmm. So if you want something super romantic, right? Right? Exactly. Exactly. So we don't want to keep you fixed into the preferences you gave us three months ago. When you could want different date, date experiences for, for for different times, right? So, for example, Valentine's Day is coming up, right? right. So everyone wants you know super romantic you know uh, restaurants. Right. And so we we have those ready for you.
1: And then so now you're going out, and this must be a rough job. But you got to go and try these restaurants <laughs> to kind of
3: get the lay of the land, right? That is that is one of the things that we do. Uh, we actually QA all the restaurants. Uh, mm-hmm. So after we onboard them, so we pick the restaurants that come on our platform. Um, the restaurants don't choose to come on our platform, at least for now. You know, we pick the restaurants, and so the quality is really high. Right. And so in order to make sure that a restaurant is ready for our couples, we actually QA the restaurants um, as a company just to make sure that they are uh, reaching our And they're going um, to give the experience service. you want exactly. to deliver. Exactly, Because when, when we approach a restaurant and we say, you know, our couples never see a menu and they never see a bill, it's That's like, different oh, than the way they it, normally do business. Exactly. And so we kind of have to give them guidelines as to like how to execute this new style. Um, and a lot of the restaurants love it because it's less work for them, but they also make more money and it's guaranteed income. Right, right. Uh, and they so know ahead of time exactly.
1: So now, um, who is the perfect beloved couple? Like, what does that person or couple look like?
3: Yeah. So our ideal couple uh, is <laughs> Jeff's uh, in. Just is, so you know, uh, <laughs> is probably married, um, <laughs> potentially with uh, one or two kids under the age of uh, around twelve is, is what we've seen. Um, and they they're busy professionals. They have demanding careers. Uh, potentially, a lot of them live outside of sort of within the perimeter, but a little outside in the suburbs as well right um, so and they're adventurous they're foodies so these are people who um, you know love trying new new things and new foods and new experiences um, they're busy potentially have kids they're in a committed relationship but they don't have the time to run around looking at Eater or creative loafing or Yelp trying to find the best things going on in the city
1: right so then they just go to the beloved website sign up fill answer a few questions mm-hmm. and then they'll get an email with with some suggestions. I mean, it's pretty much that
3: simple, isn't it? Yes. So um, there are three levels of recommendations that we make. Um, Where to go, what to eat while you're there, and then what to do afterwards. Mm -hmm. So the plans as to what to do afterwards, we call those encores. Um, And basically, it's our belief that the best date nights are not limited to dinner. Right? They're normally dinner and then. So it's a whole evening and, experience. Exactly. And all those are curated and, and personalized to your preferences. So that's
1: part of my membership with you guys or subscription. I'm getting not only dinner, but I could get drinks after dancing Absolutely. or something like that?
3: Absolutely. And so, you know, we just concluded our Valentine's Day planning. And so, you know, we're already sending um, our subscribers all kinds of options that they can uh, take advantage of for Valentine's Day.
1: And then uh, a typical thing is though a meal and then one activity after, maybe dessert or some combination like that?
3: Yeah, we've planned everything from comedy shows to going to like the high museum to concerts, uh, live music, um, ice skating um, that just kind of happened recently over the the holiday season. Uh, Drinks, dessert, um, really whatever you can think of that would make for a great after dinner activity to really round up your night um, so you can have the most fun on your your date night. uh, we, We offer those.
1: And then from the customer standpoint, I'm paying a fee to Blovit for curating, yes. and then you're telling me a fixed number, like it'll be mm-hmm. $100 or $150 or whatever, and that's my walk away.
3: Yep. There's no... So the way it's structured is that when you sign up, you pick uh, a budget range. Mm-hmm. So we have two budget ranges, uh, sort of a, a low and a high. Um, and in that budget range includes basically everything that you'll, you'll pay. It includes your food, your drinks, your dessert, you know, your, your appetizers, everything. It also includes your tip and your tax. That's how you can, you can walk out of the restaurant without ever seeing right. a bill because you transact on our platform, and everything's taken care of.
1: And then so I just walk in, I say how I am. Do yep. I have to say I'm with Bluvit? No. Oh, okay.
3: No, you, just, you just They know who I am yeah. already. They they know who you are. We um we send them all the information that they need, who you are, your preferences, when you're coming, everything. So you just walk in, tell the host your name, um he or she will walk you to a table. I don't even um, have to bring my wallet. You don't know, you don't you can you can leave your wallet at home. Absolutely. Um and then when you're done, you just get up and walk out. And then you, we communicate uh, with you through through text message, so it's it's super mobile. So that we send you plans for your next or your encore, we send it to you through your mobile phone, and we say, you know, hey, you have tickets to you know this show. Um, the tickets are in that text message as a as, as a as a PDF, so you can just take that with you. And I'm not paying for
1: that either. That's nope. all included in this nope. this kind of you've, want this membership or subscription. You,
3: you've already paid for it.
1: Man, that's amazing.
3: So, are you getting a lot of traction? We are. We are. We uh, we just went through the TechStars program last year, so that was that was a really cool program for us. Um, learned a lot. Um, signed up a lot of customers, and uh, you know, right now, I would say that we are we are growing and we're building. Um, obviously, at, at the same time, but we're probably more in build build mode than than growth mode, just because. Um, as you can imagine there's so many moving parts to this right, right? Um, there's the recommendation side of things there is a communication with the restaurants there is the the there's a curation right like how do we take your preferences and match them um, right. to Accurately, what's going on right. in the city
1: cuz this is all done you don't have an algorithm like Peuge, right like yeah, this is uh
3: we we it's almost <laughs> it's 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 right now it's probably about a 75 25% mm-hmm. split uh, mm-hmm. 75% of the work is still done manually just because there's so so much for us to, to learn and then 25 percent is automated right but at the end of q3 you know our goal is actually to flip that um, wow. and so we've actually already started working on the algorithms um that will power those three types of algorithms and you're you're not the technologist algorithmic um (laughs) no my my, it's funny my background is actually in finance um so i started my career uh in investment banking in new york um but i do do all of our ui ux so i i design the product i'm the product designer um but we have we have other talent that helps with with that
1: and then so far for you has atdc met your expectations
3: absolutely absolutely i think one of the reasons that we joined was just to surround ourselves with really smart people Mm -hmm. uh, both on the advisory side as well as you know peers you know other founders going through the journey and so we've been able to find both uh, on the advisory side you know Jackie um, has been awesome Michael Sangbush, uh, he's he's been phenomenal as well kind of helping us think through tech and then on the entrepreneurial side uh, we actually have one of our classmates from TechStars uh, Landing Line. I think they're just they're rebranding to uh, Make Swift. Uh, they're in the building. Um, Mo Quality, I believe, is either in the building or they are um, about to join. But yeah, it's been it's been great. And
1: that's one of the cool things: these kind of collisions and these the proximity to a lot of smart people. There's ways to just kind of casually ask them questions and get kind oh, yeah. of. A lot of smart people's opinions yeah
3: there's there's so much that you don't know and that you have to learn along the way and it's, it's good to have other smart people around
1: and if somebody wanted to learn more about beloved what's the website URL and
3: yeah website is a uh, It so be uh, the letter B L O V E Uh, IT, so it's a play on the word Beloved, but um, it's spelled Beloved, B-L-O-V-E-I-T, dot com, and uh, we're actually offering a 25% uh, off for your uh, first date, and since that'll probably be for Valentine's Day, you can can, uh, take advantage of that for Valentine's. Good
1: stuff, and if you Mm -hmm. go to Beloved.com, B-L-O-V-E-I-T dot
3: com. And if you use the promo code uh, V-Day 2019. V-Day 2019.
1: Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you, sir. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton and all the gang here at Business Radio X and on ATDC Radio. We will see you all next time.